I can appreciate you creating this show. So when we got rid of them, we also got rid of the us that allowed them. Because somebody's going to hell. Hey, y'all. So welcome to another Bacon Bitch Productions podcast. This is part two from our last episode, and we're calling this episode Salmonella. Okay, and the reason why we're calling it Salmonella, so I gave you guys a, um, I gave you guys a, some some backstory on why I got divorced, right? Um, and so what I wanted to tell you guys about Salmonella is that Sometimes you don't know when you're eating poison, right? Most times you don't. Um, and it may taste good as hell while you're eating it. And at times it may taste awful. You may taste it and realize, damn, something is wrong with this. This don't taste that good. But for whatever reason, you got you kind of see it through. You kind of finish your plate. Um... And then after the fact is when you get sick, right? And it may take some time. Uh, maybe it's the next day. Maybe it's later that night. Maybe it's an hour later. But eventually that salmonella sits in and it gets into your system and it takes you a minute to work it out, right? So some relationships, especially the toxic ones, right? Or when you're in a relationship with, let's say, a textbook standard-issued-as narcissist, um, it's normally after the relationship that you get the worst of them. Especially if you have children with them, but and even if you don't, but you definitely see the worst of them, right? And the reason is because a lot of times they just cannot take seeing you do better, right? And it's not that the minute that you get out of that relationship, all of a sudden you got a new job or a new car or a new man or a new girl. It's just that they knew who you were before they contaminated you. They knew who you were and they know that you did not know. So the minute that relationship cease, they can already see your glow up. They can already see what's to come. They already know you're going to figure out who you are, especially if you're the one that ended the relationship, right? And so then there's this whole ball of jealousy and envy and nastiness and treachery to come behind it. So when we last, when we last left off, I told you guys about how this man that I was married to um, had sent somebody for me, right? So let me tell you how that went. When you are married or when you're in a relationship with someone, you normally share a lot of things with them, right? Um, damn near everything. And so when that ends, if you're dealing with a disgusting person, when that ends, they know how to take everything that you told them and run with it, twist it, and anything else. They know who you've had issues with. They know who you, you know, who dislike you. They know everything. A lot of the ins and outs of your way of life, right? And who you know in your your business. So, um, 
there was a young lady that I was cool with at one point, and then we weren't cool. And I remember one day somebody called me and was like, hey, uh, we gonna call this young lady Kay for short. They were like, hey, Kay is live, right? And your ex-husband is in the live. Um, and she's talking about him. I think you might want to tune in. Um, I go to see the live and she's talking about how he reached out to her and she's showing the DM, right? Nothing like a good old screenshot. She's showing how he reached out to her and her DMs and he's telling her shit. And I remember she said to him, um, if this is anything to do with your wife or your ex-wife, however, I'm giving you the, the, the gist of it, right? Um, don't quote me, but this is what happened. I'm not going to say this exactly because a bitch will come back and be like, I didn't say she said, I said he said. Bitch, you know what the fuck I mean, though. So she's telling him, basically, I don't want nothing to do with her. I don't want to do nothing to do with neither one of y'all ass. And then he persists and she's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want anything to do with y'all. Right. Refuse him about twice, I believe. And then he comes back with some shit like, um, yeah, but you know, that time that this and that happened, you know, she was the one that was responsible for this. And at that time, that was something that was like, uh, it was, it was a bad situation, right? Something happened with her child. Um, child protective services were called. And although I did not, I was not the person that called child protective services. He knew the story behind it. And so he told her, well, she was the one that called child protective services on you. Now that lit a fire straight up under her ass. So now she's like, oh, hell no. Oh, now, now. We got beat. So he proceeds on, you know, to boost her head up and, and make her feel like I'm soft and she can't fight and she's scary and she this and she's that, right? Um, and so there was a big cake expo, big baker's expo um, right around this time. And I would go every year. And um, so this happens right around the same time now. Y'all, this is the funny part. Two days before this expo, during this whole exhibition of bullshit on social media with the going live and him contacting her and him wanting her to come whoop my ass and telling her what she, all of this, um, I got into eye surgery, okay? I had cataracts and I was legally blind at the time, okay? Legally blind, and um, so I was having my cataracts removed. And, you know, they do one eye at a time. So I had just gotten one eye done. One eye done about a day or two before this event. So I'm walking around this bitch looking like Nick Fury. And this is when all this bullshit takes place. So I get to this big expo. And I'm with a guy. <laughs> 
I'm I'm with somebody else, right? I'm with another guy at the time. Uh, and we go to this expo. And we're walking around and we're shopping and we're buying things. And there's people there like, hey, let's take pictures. You know, people that you connected with on social media, but you haven't seen in person or maybe you have. But this is the one time of year when you all get to see each other. Okay, great. So we're gathering around and we're taking pictures with each other. And here comes Miss Thang. Here comes Miss K. And she does the high school thing. Now, mind you, um, this all happened. This was before the pandemic. So I want to say maybe about a good four or five years ago, right? I'm 42 now. I, I want to say I was about a good 37, 38. And so is this young lady. I think she might be a year or two older than me. Okay. So just so you get that background. So we grown, bitch. Uh, and so she she walks by and she bumps me. Like real childish like. Okay, because this nigga done already fueled her head uh, with these notions that she, is, is she can whip my ass in this time. Um, and so she bumps me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no big deal. Nick Fury can't fight right now, okay? So uh, we taking pictures. And then there's another. We walk. I walk around and run into another group of people that you know we're hey let's take pictures and um we're taking pictures and then she kicks my foot bumps me again says a little slick shit walks off and everybody's telling me just ignore her don't pay her any mind she's just being stupid you know that okay it's cool i'm not worrying about it y'all i ain't out here trying to fight you understand? I got one eye. Just <laughs> got one good eye right now. And God forbid I go to brawling and somebody hit me in this one good eye. I'm only going, you know what I'm saying? Or in the bad eye, I'm fucked for life. So that lets you know I'm really not trying to get it at nothing. So here we go walking around still, me and my guy at the time. Um, and we got bags cause we've been shopping and then she comes by and she brushes the bags and does all this extraness and bumps me and says some slick shit. So now the guy that I'm with is like, God damn, he's like, you know her? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, yeah, it's some history. No big deal. And he's like, but, um, <laughs> she looking for something. I think you need to let me hold your bags because it really don't look like this young lady going to stop. And I was like, all right, cool. I give him my bags a hold. And I was like talking to him. And she turns around and she's like, what you say? And so I'm like, nothing. And he's like, yo, she bugging. I said, she has no edges. I don't really argue with chicks that don't have edges. And that was the other matchup underneath her ass because little mama came back and she swung at me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck convinced her to do it. Maybe it was the one eye. You understand? I, I, I don't know. But she swung. And uh, she, she pretty much missed, but like a little part of her ring nicked my nose. 
Like, like you know, one of those movies when when it's like the the fighting scene and somebody throws a knife or a bullet and it's like, you know, you kind of ease back a little bit and just bend it crazy and shit. But that was enough, okay? Enough was a fucking enough. So here I go. It wasn't even much, y'all. It, it, it wasn't much, but I had to give a quick one-two, okay? Just a quick one-two, okay? And then after the quick one-two, you know, her glasses kind of did the cupid shuffle off her face. She went down to the floor. Then she's on the floor scrambling around looking for her glasses. She falling over into the cubicles and shit because it was like, you know, some little cubicles separating stations. And oh, my God. Then she goes running to go get the police. She runs for security. And at this point, my guy is like, yo, let's go. We making a B-line, <laughs> an A-line, and bitch, I land for the front door. So we're walking out, and as we're going, the security is like, hey. And, and my dude is like, yo, we out. We, we gone. He was like, oh, y'all leaving? Yeah, we out. He was like, well, ma'am, they leaving. And we head to the car. We got in the car. Hard ass, okay? Not even a good hour later, I get a, a phone call from Mr. Man hitting me up, right? And he has the kid, which is the only reason I answered. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I heard your ass out there thinking you're Tyson. It's all good, though. It's all good. That ain't the last. Nigga, what? So this is your way of letting me know you sending somebody else to me? Okay. Okay. So now, this girl goes live. She goes live, and in her live, she's going off, showing people her eye, telling people I hit her. Oh, and she's she's ghetto trash, and and she was out here around all these beige people. I think she said white, but I'm saying beige, right? Uh huh. In front of all these people and important people, and and she's acting like a hoodlum and done dragged me into it, right? So she's telling everybody that I started some shit with her. I did it. I walked up to her, I popped her, you know, that I snuck one in. Um, is what she said. And thank God there were plenty of people that were there for this incident to know that wasn't true. That's not how it happened. And somebody did come into the live and stand up for me and was like, no, I'm sick of your shit. I'm sick of you lying because that's how she talks. You know, you're lying. You that's not how this happened. You did this. This is what happened. This, you know, enough is enough. Um, and then this motherfucker. Is in the live. And he's talking shit. And he is encouraging people to come with my ass, right? Um, this right here just goes to show the reason why I gave that part of the story. Um, now, when we were married, there were times where he would be like, I'll get my sister to whoop your ass. I'll call my sisters over here to whoop your ass. So... Did it surprise me that he actually sent somebody to come and try to whoop my ass? It did. It did. It shouldn't have, but it did. Because there's one thing when a person is just talking, a whole nother 
when they put some shit into action, right? And so the thing about that is when you leave a person, when you start to glow up, right, um, and they are still in very miserable spaces, it reignites that flame of jealousy. It makes them want to tear you down in some way. It makes them want to steal your spotlight in some way, right? And so him actually doing that was like, wow. Okay? And then there was another young lady who it was actually his people that her and I had a little issue. And she went live, right? I, my issue with her was that she didn't pay me for some food she got from me. Um, and so she went live. Now, this motherfucker done jumped in, too, like a real bitch, jumping in women's lives when they're going in or talking shit about your ex-wife. And what is this motherfucker doing? Putting my motherfucking address in the lives, okay? Putting my address, telling people come with my ass, offering money. Bitch, you can't pay child support. And so who are you? Right. And this is the home where your children reside. This is where your children reside. And this other bitch was doing the same thing. The one that I had to. She decides I'm going to put a motherfucking address out there. Right. Then, of course, he does the whole whole thing to go and tell her this business and that business. And she thinks she's putting something out there about me that, yeah, you really fucking not. Um, but again, so this is the thing, right? This is this is salmonella. When I was eating this meal, I knew something was wrong with it. I knew there was an issue. However, I was hungry and I was hungry for something that I didn't really know what I wanted to eat. Typical woman. But this is like real life shit. We are hungry for things. And then we don't know exactly what it is that we want to eat. And so we kind of eat whatever is like the closest, right? Whatever looks the best, whatever's right here on the corner, wherever the person that you're with says, let's eat here. And in some, and when you do that, you settle. You settle, right? You're eating at a place that you shouldn't be eating at. This place has a reputation for not being so clean, for not being the greatest. It's fast food. You know it ain't good for you. And you eat it, and then you have to deal with the consequences after the fact. It's a toss-up, right? And that is what I was dealing with. And so this is the thing. People do shit to you, and they say people will do to you what you allow. It's not so much what you allow, but it's what you're not prepared for, right? Sometimes we're not prepared for the way that other people really feel for us. And that goes both ways. Whether you're being loved down and loved really good, sometimes you weren't ready for that. And then sometimes you're being treated nasty and you weren't prepared. You didn't expect it. And so sometimes you really don't know how to deal with it. Sometimes you have realized that you have a loose cannon and you think I need to ease myself away from this situation. Sometimes you realize I fucked around and put my hands in the lion's mouth and now I need to ease myself out of this situation. And sometimes you're there and you don't know that's where you are. 
right? Sometimes you're like a two-year-old jumping off of a bed. You don't sense the fear. You don't feel that you're in harm's way, but you know that it's different, right? You know it wasn't welcome, right? And so that is where I was in this marriage, dealing with someone who I knew was not a good person, um, someone who I had saw do backstabbing shit to his own friends, right? That they probably don't know he did to this day. Someone that I knew was jealous of his friends. Someone that I I saw like this just nastiness in. And for some reason, I did think that once the marriage ended, all the shit that went along with the marriage had ended. However, it had not. And let me tell you why it had not. It had not be not just because of him or who he still is to this day, but because I still had not opened and engaged in my full power, right? And all of who I was. I did not know how to just lock that out, right? And how to move away from that. I felt furious. I was angry. And at the same time, I felt free. I felt like this is my time to get my lick back in a sense. So it's, it was a back and forth, right? You you feel like sometimes, yeah, I'm going to show his ass and I'm going to get his ass. Sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes you get to that moment of, I don't want no parts. I don't want no parts to this person. But let me tell you what that is. Even as grown people, we're all still children, right? We just got a lot of data. Just this is what my boyfriend always tells me. We're grown people. I mean, we're big kids with a lot of data. And so there's a two-year-old kid in me there's a baby in me that just wants to be loved and wants to have fun and and have a good time but I get into a lot of shit right and then there's the 30 something me that's like for every motherfucker that ever tried me ever did something to me I'm ready for that ass I bet you won't fuck with this me okay and then there's the 42 me right that's like, I just want to be happy in this space that I'm in. I want to enjoy the peace that I've created for myself. I want to enjoy this love and this this hope and all these joyous feelings that I, I have right now, the support that I have, right? But all these bitches don't really get along, okay? And the other two don't never take a fucking nap. So that led to some back and forth type shit, right, in this situation. Um, and there's still a little bit of back and forth. Because even just up until the other day, I'm getting emails from this man because he can't call me, text me, I got his ass blocked. But emails asking me to please keep him and his wife, his new wife, he's remarried, um, out of my platform, off my platform, right? But this is the thing. And I want to say this to everybody because these, when I tell you guys these parts of my life, it's to motivate, it's to inspire, it's to build, it's to help create that strength in, in others who are going through the same shit. Because when we going through this shit, we feel very alone. No matter how many family members and friends you got that you speak to on a daily, you feel very alone going through this shit. You feel very attacked going through this shit and you feel like you have no defense. Okay, but let me help you build your own first line of defense. 
what the people that do the hurting don't contemplate on, what they don't think about, what they don't, they can't even conceive is you having a fucking voice. You having a voice that somebody will listen to, that somebody is going to hear. Just like you hear about all these celebrities um, doing whatever wrongs they did back then, and now there's this whole Me Too movement and people coming forward saying, wait a minute, this motherfucker did this, he did this, he did that. She did this, she did that. They don't contemplate on you ever having a voice. You want to know why? Because when they find you, they find you in a place where you haven't found yourself, where you don't know yourself, where you don't know your strength. They can see it in you, though. They can also see that you don't know that you have it. They can also see that you haven't acknowledged it, that you haven't unlocked it, right? So they don't bet on you ever being able to tell your story. They would never place a bet on you being able to say what you need to say and people listening. They place a bet on you telling your mama. They place a bet on you telling the best friend. But then who gives a fuck? Because that's just your mama and that's just your best friend. Even if you tell your cousins in your small little circle, who gives a fuck? That's your mama and your small little circle. And somewhere along the line, they have worked on dividing and conquering you apart from them any damn way okay they have come in and tried to separate you from everybody and tried to point out wrongdoing and made you think that everybody the fuck around you is jealous of you <laughs> everybody but them when in all reality it actually is them that is jealous of you so a homeboy sent me this email and he was like well me and my wife would appreciate you keeping our names or his name or whatever off of your platforms i'm thinking well motherfucker you're a little bit behind in your child support, maybe a lot of bit behind in your child support, whole lot of arrears. Uh, if you keep my motherfucking name on them checks, I can keep your motherfucking name out my mouth. How about that? Okay. Make a checkout and address it to the central depository unit. Make sure I get it. When my name is on the check, your name be off my platforms uh, or something like that. Um, but at this point, listen, you gotta not give a fuck about whoever feels however about what you say, as long as you're saying the truth, as long as you are telling your truth, as long as you are putting your truth out there, everybody who is offended by it, that's their motherfucking business. Because at this point, it's about self-preservation. It's about therapy. And if you saying what happened to you and being able to say how you felt at that time, if it makes it a little less traumatic, if it helps in your healing process, say what you need to say to whoever the fuck you need to say it. Okay? This is where I thank God for social media. Now, social media might not be worth shit a lot of times, and we might talk a lot of shit about it, but I'm going to tell you something. Social media gave my voice a microphone. Okay, social media allowed me to be able to have this platform to say what I need to say. So now when I need to, I just, you, you, you feel me? You understand what I'm saying? So now think about this. We go through 
some of the most crazy shit, right? And we think we're alone, but there's other people going through the same shit. Um, I will say this. I've been asked a few times, like, do you regret this? Or people tell me, damn, queen, I really hate that you had to go through that. I really hate that that's what you endured. I hate that you had to experience that. But I'm going to be a buck with you. Like, I, I don't. I don't. It's not I love drama. I just wanted this shit. But I don't regret having had to go through any of this because the shit that you go through in these relationships, it's really preparation for appreciation. Okay? It is preparation for appreciation. Because if you don't go through some of these things, you will not appreciate what's to come. Sometimes you don't even know what you want, right? And so this kind of helps shape you because it tells you what you don't, what you never accept, right? And dealing with the narcissist like that, oh my God, I can smell a narcissist coming up a mile away and you won't get me within teeth feet of them. And, and contrary to popular belief, narcissists are not just male, okay? It's females. It has that right there empowered me to be able to get away from other people in my life with those same character traits, those same characteristics that treated me the same way, um, the same tendencies. It, it built me. It made me stronger. It also made me appreciative, right, um, of what I have now. The love that I have. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I'm in such a beautiful relationship right now. And I am being loved to my core. I'm receiving love that I didn't know I needed. It make me want to bottle it up and share it with the world. You understand? Like, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Before this relationship, I had that kind of love for myself. I had to build that. I had to be by myself for a moment so that I could get to the point of just loving my own company. Because you know what happens? You get in the, in the company of people and you don't know who to appreciate out of that moment, right? Um, I heard this once before on social media. Uh, a young lady said it. You know, she went on a date and she had a ball with a particular guy and she was laughing and it was a good time. And then she went somewhere else and they had another good time and they was joking. It was all good. And then she looked back and realized she was the one making all the jokes. She was the one making them both laugh. She was the good time. OK, and, and, and this helps you to start realizing like, damn, I'm the dope one because I can sit by myself and laugh at my goddamn self. I ain't telling you no lie. OK, I can laugh at myself. I can have a good time all by myself. I, I'm a big ass kid. I do dumb shit all by myself. OK. And you can't begin to appreciate yourself until you are by yourself. And I know that for some people it's like, no, can we skip the by myself process and let me just learn how to love myself in my next relationship? Absolutely the fuck not. Because let me tell you something, getting into a relationship where you don't know yourself, you don't love yourself, you don't, you haven't grown or learned the lesson from previous relationships, whatever that, that relationship was meant to teach you, you cannot expect somebody to come in with this blanket love. That's just going to love and, and touch all the nook and crannies that you need. And you haven't touched them yet. No, you have to heal in that way yourself. So to me, that's preparation for appreciation. 
And for those of you who are in relationships that you are really struggling to get out of, or you just keep taking bullshit that you know you shouldn't take, I want to leave you with this thought. This is the thing that started the ball rolling for me when I was in that marriage. The thing that made me sit him down one day and say, hey, we need to separate. This is the thing that made me start seeing my worth. I said to myself one day after we had this horrible uh, blow up, this argument, and he was just dogging me, talking so much shit to me. I said to myself, if this is my last day on this earth, when I get to him and I'm going to kick my own ass, I'm going to be so fucking sad and disappointed in myself because I spent so many days unappreciated by him and by myself. These ugly days. You understand? I let this man yell at me with bad breath. That's like a double. That's, that's both feet up your ass. Okay? I would have spent my last day on this earth with a fucking narcissist talking shit to me and then it would have been over. So think about how you might want to spend your last day because that's how I spend my days every day now. If this is my last day on earth, how am I looking at myself when I leave? Because let me tell you something, judgment day to me is not just God judging you for the things you have done. You won't be judging yourself too. Okay, because I think in your last few seconds of life, you, you're, you're thinking about your best memories or your worst. But like, is that how you really want to spend your last moment? So now if that don't give you the strength to walk away and do better. Then look at the you're, then you're looking definitely at your last day. Okay, that's a sad life to live. To have loaned out your joy and your happiness and never gotten it back. So that is how I look at things. That is how I live my life now. So I thank him for that lesson that I learned. Do I thank him? No, I don't thank that motherfucker. Uh, I would thank you if you write me a fucking check. Um, but I thank God for teaching me that lesson and not leaving me with scars I couldn't heal from. I thank God for teaching me that lesson and not letting me come away from it not being able to walk away because bitch I felt like I was losing my legs my sea legs my everything at that time so being able to completely rebuild myself is beautiful right and let me tell you something else about like a narcissist once that relationship is over and you gain your power and your strength back most times your power and your strength is in not acknowledging them sometimes a little a little pettiness a little at times is 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 warranted i will say but they'll try to say and do anything that they think will hurt you and make it seem as if it's wrapped up in a blessing you understand they try to make it seem like i'm really trying to help you but telling you something fucked up um because i i remember we got into it uh, a couple months ago we didn't really get into it when i say get into it i mean i unblocked him and he said something and then I got his ass back and blocked him again. Um, that's how I keep my power. 
is I don't allow him to penetrate certain spaces. If he's unblocked, it's because my children are with him. But now that my children have their own phones, I don't even need to talk to the motherfucker. Um, but I remember his new wife and I had an exchange of words on social media. I went live. She jumped in my live. Shit got ugly, right? Um, and so he sends me a text message shortly thereafter. And the text message says, how could you say something to the woman that is going to be taking care of your children. And I'm thinking to my, myself, now he said, he also says in this message, um, my wife is taking her days off to get to the airport to get them and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, well, what type of punk-ass motherfucker are you that if you're, if you're there, these are your children and your wife, you think that I need to give her some type of respect or acknowledgement in order for her to do right by our children now I know you a fuck nigga but you can't be that fuckish that you would stand by a woman saying or doing something wrong to your children on behalf of what I say right so really you look like the fucking idiot to have said some shit like that but what he thought would hurt me is him saying this my wife my wife right because even when he messages me oh me and my wife would let me tell you something. I don't really give a fuck. Like, it means nothing to me because I'm not bitter. I don't want him. I'm not in a fucked up space. And he thinks that what I'm doing, um, no, he doesn't think what I'm doing is for any reason. He knows why I'm doing what I'm doing, but she may not, right? Um, and I just want to say to, like, the new wives, the new girlfriends, new significant others, um, take what that man says about the woman he was with with a grain of salt because you could also be past tense. And in your past tense, you'll be saying what the woman is saying that this motherfucker was talking shit about. Okay, so 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 think about that, right? Because sometimes we go so hard for these men. We go so hard for the shit that they have told us and that they have said to us, not even giving the the other person the benefit of the doubt right but but as you are his new you are somebody else's old so take into account what that old what your old might be saying about you right so this is the thing like I don't think that um we give women as much grace um because some of us are so insecure that it makes us feel good in a sense that he's saying so much about this other person. So now you don't have to worry about them and this other person. But trust and believe if they're putting that much effort into steering you away or that much effort into making you feel secure, it's something for your ass to worry about. Not, not that something going to happen here, but that I'm still a part of his thoughts. I'm forever the one that got away, bitch. Forever. Okay? So, like I was saying, if it's your last day on this earth and you got to think about how you spent your last days, listen, it might be my last day. I'm going to make this motherfucker hate me now. <laughs> Nigga, you going to hate me forever. Cause that might be how long you on the Maria's 
Um, so I'm going to go ahead and end that with that. And when we come back in the next section, maybe we will, uh, the next session or episode, maybe we'll discuss um, what it's like being the new person, right? In a relationship and how when we're entering into relationships, a lot of what we go through or have been through is maybe not the thing that you need to pour into a relationship. So let me just tell you that. So when you're getting into a relationship and, and you're pouring all this, oh, I'm going through this with my baby mama, my baby daddy, and I'm going through this with the ex and blah, 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 blah. Just know that now y'all have a trauma bond. Just know that now when you're feeling so sorry for this person, oh, because he said and she said they went through this and that and there was so much, and now you're feeling sorry. Now you want to show them all this love and everything you have. That's now a trauma bond. And not only that, you are, your, your, your whole relationship is now toxic. It has now been poisoned. It is, you know what I'm saying? Like come together with a person because of your interests, because of how you feel, because of the vibe, the energy, the connection and all those things. And not because you need to outdo, fill a space, fill a slide, or you need a place to stay. You need a place for your heart to live, right? A companion for your heart. Not because you getting kicked out of your mama house and the house being put up for Airbnb because she's no longer with us and you've never had your own space, never been able to stay on your own, um, can't afford to stay on your own because you have a gambling habit and you're behind in your child support, so you need a woman that can quite possibly foot the bill. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of Bacon Bitch Productions. I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in. Listen, tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to come back and tell you how they subscribed, okay? Follow us on YouTube, really on YouTube, okay? Let's, let's, let's get to YouTube so that we can monetize and also Spotify, okay? We trying to get to the point of monetization and monetization and, okay? Thanks. <laughs>